You're listening to Sibling Talk, commentary from a progressive point of view. Now here are your hosts, John Paulette and Mary Jo Tumare. Hello, I'm John Paulette. And I'm Mary Jo Tumare. You know, Mary, I never like to begin our podcast with an inflammatory statement or anything like that. So let me go with this. American democracy doesn't work anymore at all. And I would pose for you these three things. First, the minority party continues, even though it gets less votes, to dominate. It wins the presidency. It looks like it's about to win uh, at least the House of Representatives. The system has been set up so that the minority, minority of a minority of the United States will run uh, the government. Second, the system in which we elect our president or other main leaders, we kind of thought would weed out people who were not only uh, unqualified but irresponsible. Shouldn't be there. Well, Donald Trump and now potentially. Herschel Walker and others are going to show that part doesn't work and then put on top of it, our system of democracy seems to almost be encouraging political violence right now. We we had the January 6th uh, uh, insurrection, everything about that. And now we have the attack on Nancy Pelosi's husband. So what do you think about that? That American democracy you learned about in school, it doesn't work. Um, you think it doesn't work and hasn't worked and can't work, or you think this is a moment in time? I think it has not been working uh, for quite a while. I mean, I'd go back to Bush v. Gore, uh, and that we have this continual, continual, and this growing control of the government by the minority. Now, can it work? Aha, there's a question for you. What do you think? I think well, I have shocked um, you into stunned silence. <laughs> you know, that's very hard to do. Yeah. Um, I would say that I think up till the pretty recent, you know, last, let, well, let's just even start with the Trump era, that the system in its in in essence did work because the institutions held so even bush v gore which we didn't agree with the outcome um and and that when you have a very close election like that i mean what did it come down to ultimately a difference of 537 votes something right. like that in one state but we as citizens reluctantly accepted that the institutions had spoken and the leadership of people like Al Gore um, allowed us to say, okay, we don't like it, but in a democracy, you don't win all the time. And there's a lot of times we don't like it. And, and that's okay. It's not great, but it's okay. So still we, we played by the rules or, um, leadership played by the rules, and as Americans, we accepted that. When did that break down and stop working? 
Um, I mean, we've talked about this. There's been a lot of books written about it. But at some point, um, some of the players, and in this case, Donald Trump, but maybe you could go back to Gingrich, even Bill Clinton, quit playing by the rules, number one, and maybe more importantly, they quit having shame. Because shame is kind of an important characteristic in a civil society. Say, I'm not going to do that because it's against the rules, it's against the norms, and I would be embarrassed by my conduct. So, you know, what you're talking about right now is, is it that the system doesn't work or that the system cannot withstand um, so many players who are not willing to play by the rules? And one of the rules is, is that you tell the truth or some version of it. You know, John, one of the things I've been thinking about, and this will be something near and dear to your heart, is that when the government chooses to lie about something super fundamental, like, for example, the Vietnam War, we know now that leadership was lying to the American people about the war. That breaks down trust in government that has... Uh, consequences you can't even imagine at the point, at the, you know, at the moment of time. So that the citizenry, we never trust what the government says. And when you have a demagogue like Trump come in, he can, um, he can wedge that issue, right? Even the press, he can wedge the issue of the press when the press seems to be um, more interested in themselves and their own profit than they are in being the fourth estate. Do you know what I mean? So I think it's breaking, 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 breaking down over time how we get to where we are. And can, you know, the genie be put back in the bottle? I don't know, because there we've had times of extreme political violence in our country. Well, absolutely. Abraham, I mean, Abraham we had, was killed yeah, we by actually had bullet. we had a civil war, and it's a different thing. But we lived through the '60s, where there were major assassinations Correct. of political leaders. Yeah, you know, it absolutely has been there. Exactly. So, are we just is one political violence baked into the cake in the United States? And if it is, we're just leave, living through one of those times where, you know, the cake is fully risen and we're going to have to have a couple of really significant assassinations before the whole country takes a breath and says, wow, because the last time we went through this kind of political violence, who was blamed for that political violence? It was the left. Am I yep. wrong? About, am I wrong yeah. about that? Yeah, no, absolutely. Even, and though, think- even though it was Democrats... Martin Luther King, Bobby Kennedy, who were killed. Yeah. But still, the 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 atmosphere, the political atmosphere, the the right successfully blamed on the left. What well, is and you know I've thought a lot about uh, what did we do that kind of ended that cycle, and part of me thinks that after Vietnam, after Watergate, uh, the country simply grew exhausted. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember the time of like Jerry Ford 
And even in Jimmy Carter, wasn't the country just tired of all of it? And our, for us as the baby boomers, uh, the place we fled to was uh, the Reagan era. And we said, listen, let's not worry about any of that anymore. Everybody go out and make a lot of money. And right. it'll be okay, right? And we went through a long period of time of that I think was that exhaustion that went on. And I don't know if that's what's got to happen now. Do, do we just finally get exhausted? You kind of wish there would be something as a great unifying person, a great unifying figure that would help draw us out of this mess. But I don't think that's going to happen. Well, one, it's hard to imagine who that is um, that can do that um, in the current climate. I, I just, I can't even imagine. It's clearly not somebody that we know right now or are aware of right now. Um, because some, sometimes you have to, you know, how do you say that? You have to expose the, the roots of what's wrong, right? You have to dig the roots out. And one of the things that has to be dug out and discredited right now is QAnon. So what we think about QAnon or, and all those kind of conspiracy, because there's so many of them out there, like, it's just dumb. Like, who really believes that? You have to be crazy and an idiot. Um, but I, I think there's more to it than that, because this guy who's, you know, who's alleged to have beat up Pelosi's husband, you know, an 82-year-old guy, right, mm -hmm. goes in and beats him up with a hammer or whatever happened. Um, he was a big QAnon guy. He thought Nancy was the head of the cabal. And so as, as long as you have a percentage of the population, I don't know how big it is, John, but it's big enough that that's going to be the basis of the political violence going forward, or at least it seems to be um, when these things happen. So how does that, what happens for that to give? You know, does it fade away? Do people finally like set up, um, you know, cult thing? Remember how in the eighties like, there were a lot of cults, and then yeah. there would be people who would go and steal the kids and break them of their cult brains. In fact, you know, a person who was in one of those cults was Ginny Thomas. Tom, yeah, Thomas. Was she really? She was. In wow, her. that doesn't so surprise she, me. Isn't that so? Because she's like so prone to conspiracy theories so maybe it's a certain mindset or, or whatever but you don't hardly hear about cults anymore but you just to hear about them all the time well it w was and i think your insight is good the reactions to all the turmoil of the 60s and early 70s were cults and disco music <laughs> well, which have certain things in common i think but <laughs> And I have this image now of a young Ginny Thomas, you know, dressed up in those kind of glittery dresses and dancing yeah. to Donna yeah. Summer. I'll never yeah. get it out of my mind. Actually, I'm throwing up a little bit in my mouth. Right. Staying alive. Staying alive. That, that's not hey, Donna Summer. Hey, John, I was thinking a great retirement business for us 
might be that we are like the anti-cue, you know, like we'll use the same kind of methods that those cult, um, get your kid out of a cult guys would do. And we can have... Like what? Would you maybe give us a clever Latin name or Greek name for the anti-Q, whatever, and then we could set it up so we could save people's families from the rabbit hole of the Q people. I think With, there's a uh, there's a real opportunity here. Right, exactly. And since we know we're clearly not busy enough, <laughs> uh, yeah, we could like have a, a phrase like. She's too cute for her own good. (laughs) That's just on top of my head. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. And now we'll just, you know, we'll hire our, you know, clever, um, you know, children uh, to do uh some website for us. Like, you know. This will work. You know, as we come to the end, I want to make a prediction that this idea of coming to an end of things is not going to happen in the next two years. And the reason I feel particularly strongly about that is I think it's unlikely that uh, the Democrats keep the House. I wish, I hope, all those things. But the Republicans are already telling us if they take the House, they will impeach Joe Biden and others, Merrick Garland and so forth. Do you know what that's going to feel like as a country? I mean, we know that this is Jim Jordan antics. There is no reason to do it. The reasons they've listed are absolutely incredible, improbable. But they're also saying out loud, because the Republicans say this, well, we want you guys to get a little dose of your own medicine. Why don't you feel like what it's like to get your president that you love impeached? And so we as a country are going to have to say, is this the rest of our life? We're going to go back and forth every presidential thing and go through another impeachment. Something's going to be really wrong. You know, it's interesting. I've been thinking about that, too, because whatever crazy stuff they think they're going to impeach Biden for, if um, bribing a foreign leader to get dirt on your opponent and inciting the insurrection are not impeachable offenses, it is very hard to imagine what is. You know, the consequence of the of what the Republicans did, particularly with the last, the second impeachment, has has created or has made the impeachment tool in the Constitution actually meaningless. It doesn't yeah. mean anything. So they can do it, impeach, but it won't, the opposite will not happen, John. When the... Um, when there is a uh, Republican president, unless it's an impeachable offense, the Democrats will not impeach. Because otherwise, George Bush would have been impeached for lying us into the Iraq war. And many Democrats wanted to do that. And Nancy Pelosi famously said, we are not going to use um, in the impeachment for what is really a policy debate. That is not an impeachable offense. And you remember about Trump, she said, I don't want to impeach him. It's not worth it. It has to be really bad. Yeah, she absolutely opposed the first impeachment, the Ukraine one. I mean, she finally got there because of the the evidence was so overwhelming. 
So I think that, um, you know, and we do need to talk about that some more, but that back and forth, we are going to live through that for the next couple of years. And it's going to be really exhausting. And that very well may reelect Biden. So with that, John. We will go. Do you think we could get the rights to use that great song by the band, The Who, and get like them to sing, Q, are you? Q, 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 Q. <laughs> This will work. I think yours is a better choice because I was going to say this song might be Suzy Q. Suzy Q. That might be okay, too. All right. right. Have a great weekend. Sibling Talk is a JMP production. Theme song by David Paulette.